2: Tony Wrestler speaks, and the Hawks take care of the Blazers. We'll talk about it right here, right now, on the Hawks Beat Podcast.
1: Let's go! Kevin Herter to get it in. Everyone standing at State Farm Arena.
0: Herter looks. Lays it into Trey. Two seconds,
2: one. Trey's Slaughter. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, what is up? What is up? What is up? Welcome to another edition of the Hawks Beat Podcast. I'm your host, Edub, taking you on another journey of Atlanta Hawks basketball. We had basketball tonight at State Farm Arena, and the Atlanta Hawks came across uh, victorious against the Portland Trail Blazers. But uh, that's kind of not what everyone is talking about. Uh, Hulk's owner, Tony Wrestler made the media rounds, and uh, I think I might start the show with that. <laughs> no disrespect to the team, you know what I'm saying? But uh, that seems a little bit more newsworthy, so um I want to start the show with that. I want to give my thoughts on that. Um, I want to hear what you have to say, all right? Um, let me get rid of this housekeeping, first of all. First things first, if you're on social media, make sure that you're following the Hawks Beat at Hawks Beat. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, that's how you get at us. It's all one word, Hawks Beat. Find us. Um, make sure you're subscribed to the podcast as well. Um, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, um, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, wherever you find your podcast you can find the Hawks Podcast. So we would love a subscription. We would love for you to subscribe. And while you're subscribing, make sure you drop us five stars, and uh, we would greatly be indebted to you for that. All right. All right. Let's get down to it. All right. So um, Tony Ressler seems to be making the media rounds. Um, He was on 929 today. Uh, local radio station here in Atlanta if you are a national listener um, he was talking about a little bit of everything and uh, he also did an interview with Jeff Schultz of The Athletic Um, I know some of you guys aren't um, subscribe or don't pay for The Athletic I've, I've said for the longest look that's a good that's a good subscription to pay for I mean that's even Um, after Chris Kirshner left, like the Hawks don't really have a beat writer there, but, um, I think Jeff and and all those guys down there, Jeff Schultz, I think they do good work. I think athletic. I mean, um, I read it for a lot more than just the Hawks, but I always think the articles are really good. So he granted an article to Jeff Schultz and he did one on nine to one, nine to nine. um, some things that I found interesting, and if you listen to the interview and if you read the article, he said a lot of the same things, you know, kind of like kind of his talking points, kind of his message that he really wanted to get out. You know, of course, he was like, look, I only do interviews at the beginning of the year and at the end of the year because nobody wants to hear from the owner. Quite contrary there, Corn Fritter. (laughs) Listen, you've lost a head coach. You've lost the GM. You've done a lot of stuff like your son has been in the news. We want to hear from you, brother. (laughs) We want to hear from you. And here's my thing. And I say this even with the players. People want to get mad at journalists. They want to get mad at sources. And they want to get mad at articles written. But they will never come out and speak about what they believe is true. That boggles my mind. It boggles my mind. If it's not true. Release a statement. Speak to a media. Get some stuff out there. If it's not true. Otherwise we're going to believe. That you're lying. Um, in regards to Travis Slink. Uh, he told Jeff that. Uh, he thought that the operations. Could be run better than it was Before. Um, now, I particularly like the article in the Athletic a little bit better. I thought Jeff really pushed him. I thought um, Jeff really pushed him on some of the questions. I thought he was fair, and it came across like Tony was kind of—I don't like to use the word shucking and jiving. <laughs> Because that's just not a good, uh, <laughs> but it, it just came across that Tony came across a little narcissist. He came across like his tone in the article just seemed like unattached. Um, yeah, I thought Jeff seemed composed. He didn't. He didn't back down. He was like, "Oh man, this is what it is." And um, I thought his questions were spot on. Um, he asked him about the tax, he asked him about Trey Young, he asked him about every asked him about his son Nick. And in both cases, Tony unequivocally denied all rumors of his son having any important voice, any say so in management decisions, yada yada yada. He said that's just not true. And furthermore, he almost tried to to stand on the, on the <laughs> on the, on the shield of Landry Fields and Kyle Corver saying like that is disrespectful to them. Listen, I'm going to tell you this. And I'm going to be real with you because y'all know if y'all don't get anything from me, you're going to get my opinion. You may not like it, that's fine. Like you don't have to like it. And 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 I think that if you listen to this podcast and you and you agree with everything I say, I think that might be problematic. <laughs> but I don't believe Tony Wrestler. I don't believe him. He talked about the tax and he said, I, I, at no point did I ever institute anybody to, to stay underneath the tax. Bruh. <laughs> like, you really just don't got to be lying like that. You really don't have to lie about that. Like, we all knew what it was. You traded Kevin Herter for some, Back of the rotation players to get under the tax. And Landry Field all, all but told our guy Brad Rowland in, like, the beginning of the season. Like, it was like, yeah, we, we you know, they're not really trying to pay that tax. And, like, we knew that. Like, we knew that, bro. Like, you ain't really have to lie about that. I understand you lying about your son. I understand you lying about your son. Because listen, as a father, I'm probably going to lie about my son too. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I'm not going to just tell you guys the unadulterated truth. You know what I'm saying? Um, I and, and let me be clear. I am someone that has a journalistic background. And so I respect the craft of journalism. I respect when a journalist says they have sources. I don't necessarily buy into journalists trying to take down the organization that is the Atlanta Hawks. They got better things to do. (laughs) Like, they got better things to do. Sham Sharania and Adrian Wojnarowski have better things to do than to paint a bad picture about the Atlanta Hawks. They're in this business not to get clicks, Like, they are so far beyond that. Like, they are so far beyond wanting you to go to their website and click on an article. Like, they are eons, like, beyond that. So, there's no reason for them to make up stuff. If they have reporting, and if the reporting has been uh, widely reported, which means more than one outlet, more than one credible outlet... I am inclined to believe that it is true. And, 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 even, and even if Nick Wrestler did have a, a, a huge say in basketball operations, and that's probably what started everything, and it led to the Travis, you know, demise, fine. Who Like, it's not a big deal. Like, it's really not a big deal. I mean, it kind of is a big deal. Nick's like 27. But, I mean, if that's how you want to run your organization, that's how you're going to run your organization. But don't be out here lying to us. (laughs) Like, don't be out here lying, bro. Like, and I know I normally do the fan feedback after uh, the, the second segment. But let me just read some of the comments from The Athletic. All right, let me just read a few of them. Um, let's see, let me see where to go, where to go, where to go. All right, here's a, here's a good one right here. Somebody said, Elwood on, uh, he said, wrestler comes across as slightly unhinged, having three nebulous co-GMs. Yeah, this is going to go great. (laughs) Uh, another guy said, wrestler sounds a wee bit angry, defensive, vague, not impressed. Another person. Uh Jeff, fantastic interview. You came across as composed and in control, unlike Tony. I thought the same thing. I thought the same thing. He said, I read the interview Tony did with the AJC2, and both he comes across as narcissist and trust trust and not trustworthy. These are what people are saying. Not me. These are what the people are saying are saying last one I'm gonna read uh didn't think wrestler could look any worse than he already has but he proved me wrong wow all right so these are what the streets are saying all right these are what the streets are saying about Tony wrestler and his uh his interviews making rounds unequivocally denying anything about his son saying that they didn't avoid tax saying that look we just want a better communication look bro you got to be out you got you got to talk more than once at the beginning and at the end of the year. You got to do more than that. Because people want to hear. And when they don't hear, they assume. And if they assume, don't be getting mad when folks assume if you're not going to talk. That's all I'm saying. Now, I'm gonna take a quick break. On the other side, we're going to get into this Hawks game. They beat the Blazers tonight. Very convincing win. And I'm going to tell you why I'm going to keep your feet on the ground. <laughs> you listen to the Hawks Podcast. We'll be right back. Alright, folks, we are back, Hawks Week Podcast. It's your man Edub. Uh finally talking some basketball. Alright, so let's get down with the get down, right? So um, the Hawks had a game against Portland, and I said before the break, it is my turn to keep your feet on the ground. This is Quinn Snyder's second game. And everybody <laughs> is lauding this man as Red R back. <laughs> that his, of, his offensive genius as the Hawks scored 129 points. And listen, I'm not here to rain on your parade. And I've said multiple times in my podcast, I am just here to give you perspective. And I will say this. Just like game one wasn't uh, the authoritative Quinn Snyder game, I don't think we can make those sweeping judgments in game two. I just don't think we can do it. Like in game one, everyone wants to kind of throw it to the back. Well, you know, Nate's Nate's squad is still there. You know, it's whatever. It's going to take some time. Second game, oh, boy, we got a coach. (laughs) We got an offensive genius here. I love how the pendulum swings. And I get it. I get it. I get it. Dejounte had 41. Offense was clicking. You scored thirty-eight points in the third quarter. It's easy to laud uh, Quinn Snyder as the offensive guru. I understand it. I get it. I'm just saying we saw this with the other guy. As soon as Nate came on, everyone was oh, everyone's excited. He's not Lloyd Pierce. Nate the Great I looked in the home. It looked in the mirror, and I saw my homie Nate. I remember the memes, I remember everything, and like I always say, everything is great until it isn't. And this is not me giving any sweeping indictment of Quinn Snyder being a bad coach. I think he is a great coach. I think he can be a great coach, but he's one and one. (laughs) And I just, you know, I don't even want to tell you to pump the brakes. I'm I'm not going to be that guy tonight. I will just say, if you can't attribute game one to him, be careful of attributing everything in game two to him. All right? So, you know, the first game, you blew that lead. You know what I'm saying? But we're not going to attribute that to Quinn. We're going to attribute the second game to Quinn, which is fine if that's what you want to do. I don't care. But let's just have a bit of, I don't know, Never mind. Just feel how you feel. Love who you want to love. All right. As far as the game is concerned, Hawks came in this game as seven-point favorites, and I would say that number was actually pretty small. Because when you look at this Portland team, it's not good at all. And I'm and if you want to keep it, if I want to keep it a stack, I don't know how they got 29 wins because this team, I don't. I'm thinking after the the trade deadline. They got worse. Like, I mean, like, you got Jeremy Grant. You picked up Mart- Matisse Stibel Cam Reddish is starting for you. No disrespect to Cam, who had a pretty good shooting night. You know, shot shooting four of nine. Drew Eubanks, I mean, you got guys that are out, guys that are hurt. But this ball club looks bad. Like, outside. You, know, you take Dame Lillard off of this team. Man, this is like a five-win ball club. <laughs> this is the five-win ball club. Like this team, like it. Oh my gosh! Like front to back. Like what are you doing? Like looking at. I want to know. Maybe we should have had a conversation about what is Portland's front office doing. You know, Dame Dollar is putting in work every single night in rainy behind Portland, Oregon. And you surround him with Matisse Thiebel, Jeremy Grant, Drew Eubanks, and Cam Reddish. No disrespect to those four young gentlemen who are very good ball players. But what are we doing here? Are we trying to win a championship? Are we trying to tank? Are we trying to get picks? What are we trying to do? If that's the case, let Dame sit out. You're going to waste his legs for this. But. Hawks were just clicking on all cylinders tonight, from the beginning to the end. They had a little brief hiccup in the second quarter, where Portland kind of started to come back a little bit, cut to around ten single digits. But at the end of the day, the third quarter happened, and what a third quarter it was! Um, the Hawks put up 38 points, and to me, that was kind of the moment of separation that you want. Uh, In a ball game, you know, the criticism for this Hawks team is that um, I know before in the previous game, they're like, "Yo, Hawks didn't separate. And that's kind of what did them in. They separated tonight (laughs) like they separated tonight. Uh, Yeah. Third quarter was a big quarter. Thirty eight to twenty seven. They outscored the Blazers. Uh, Trey Young kind of goes crazy a little bit. Fifteen points in the quarter. DeJounte eight points in the quarter and uh yeah i mean they didn't really have no answer for trey you know they didn't really have no answer for Dejounte all night Dejounte has a career one a career uh a career game of 41 points tonight uh they said that he's gone 40 point over 40 points twice in his career and both games happen to be against the blazers I don't know what happens to that boy when he sees that Portland. <laughs> I don't know if somebody in Portland did something to the boy. But uh, yeah, DeJounte, he balls out against the Blazers. That's just what he does. Superb game from DeJounte Murray. Watching him cook tonight was a joy to. I've already listened go back and listen to the tape. I've always liked DeJounte. Uh I've always just I've just loved watching him play. Like I love his game. I love the little mid range when that thing is cooking. He can get to all of his spots. Um, the kid is fun to watch, man. It's fun to watch. But um, forty one points tonight for the kid. Twenty three and eleven for Trey. Double double for Clint. Um, DeAndre Hunter seventeen points. John Collins six points, three rebounds. Uh, I don't. I don't know what to say about that. (laughs) Like 6.3 pounds. I don't know. I'm not going to test that one. But um, Jalen Johnson, 22 points. I think this is of note. Um, I talked about Jalen Johnson last podcast, and I said that um, I agree with my guy Brad Rowland and Locked on Hawks podcast. I said, hey, man, Jalen need to be playing every night. I don't care if you give him five minutes, seven minutes, eight minutes, nine minutes. But the boy need to play every night. Like, you need need to throw him out there in the water. You don't got to give him 40 minutes to burn. Tonight, I thought he gave them 22 good minutes. He was a plus 18. He he was active. He was running the floor. He was finishing. I liked what I saw out of Jalen Johnson tonight. And I'm going to be honest. I'm going to tell you when I don't like what I see out of Jalen Johnson. But tonight, I thought it was good. Um... It seems like there's always an odd guy out tonight. The guy was AJ Griffin, only played two minutes, he played in trash time. So, that is the conundrum, right? You got these two young guys, AJ Griffin and Jalen Johnson. Both of those guys who, who I feel need minutes. I feel both of those guys need minutes, but you brought in Sadiq Bey, you got a you bogey, you got to get his minutes. <sighs> I'm not sure how you do it. Like, I mean, it's—I I don't know. Like, I mean, who—who whose minutes do you take away from? You know, do you take Sadiq's Bay minutes away? I—I I, I doubt it because to me, I think he's a better player. I, and I said that coming in. I think he's a better player. Um, I don't know. I just think it's tough. Like, I think that's—that's that's a tough decision that Quinn Snyder is going to have to wrestle with. How do you develop? Jalen Johnson and A.J. Griffin, Um, whose minutes do you sacrifice? You know, it's tough, but, um, yeah, I don't know. We'll see. What do you guys think? Hit me up on Twitter, at HawksBeat. What do you think the rotation should be? How many minutes Jalen, how many minutes should Jalen, A.J., and Sadiq play? Who should get the short another stick, right? Maybe I'll post that on Twitter and see if you guys have anything to say about that after that third quarter, it was kind of academic. The fourth quarter wasn't really too eventful. Um, it was kind of like, okay, I, I, Quinn kept the guys in there, applied to like the fourth minute, third minute somewhere around there. Then he put the, I was about to say the scrubs, but let me not be disrespectful. <laughs> These dudes are in the NBA. Like they could, they could run circles around the best player that you know. So let me not be disrespectful. Um, yeah, he kept the starters into almost like the third minute or whatever, but um, yeah, good win for the Hawks before they head on a four-game roadie. So, and uh, for those who are new to listener, new to listening, roadie is just a simple another term for road trip. So, um, the Hawks have a back-to-back tomorrow. They are in Miami, so. Let me see if that game is a final. Oh, Miami lost to the Knicks tonight, which definitely has implications on the Hawks because all of those teams are rather close. The Knicks have got themselves into the fifth spot. Let me tell you something, man. Knicks have been playing some really good basketball. I'm not even going to lie to you. They've won seven in a row. They're 9-1 out of their last ten. I need to talk to some Knicks fans because I know right now they're feeling really good about themselves because, listen, Knicks fans, they don't need much. They win one or two games, and they're talking championship. (laughs) But for the umpth team time this season, the Hawks are 32-31, one game above five hundred, And I don't have to tell you, if you've been a Hawks fan, what happens when this team goes a game or two over 500? You already know. It doesn't look good. <laughs> Just listen. They got to stop doing this. Every time they go a game or two above 500, they end up dropping the next one. Now, you go to Miami, you're going to play a Heat team that isn't playing their best basketball. They're 4 and 6 in their last 10. But you're one game behind them in the play-in. You want to get to that seventh spot? You got a big game tomorrow night. Both teams are going to be on the back-to-back. Now, unfortunately, the Hawks are going to have to travel. You know, I imagine the play get out there. They're in the plane already. But this is a big game. Like, if we if we keep it in a stack, this is a big game. Because, listen... If you can jump up there and you can win this game, you'll be tied with Miami for that seventh seed. And then you're looking at Brooklyn. And Brooklyn is kind of free-falling. That sixth spot can still be in play. You've got like roughly 20 or so games left. That sixth spot is in play. And personally, that's the spot you want to be in. Because even, I mean, let's say if you stay in that play-in, you're looking at Milwaukee or Boston in the first round. If you get that sixth seed, you're probably going to have Philly. Not saying that's any better, but if you're going to roll the dice, I'd rather roll the dice against Philly over Boston or Milwaukee. Milwaukee has won 16 straight games. If I'm a Hawks fan, I don't want to see no parts of that number 34. None. Furthermore, I don't want to see no parts of that boy in Boston who wears zero. That's how much I want to see of him. Zero. So, Hawks have a big game tomorrow night. They need to take care of business. No excuses. You're riding a little high. You got your new coach. Everybody's feeling good. You're healthy. Win this game. Win the game. If you win tomorrow. No, I'm not even going to do that. I'm not even going to do that. I'm not even going to say, oh, if you win tomorrow. We're not even going to do that. I'm not going to do that. Nope. We're not going to do that tonight. So, yeah. Big game tomorrow night. Hawks need to win. That's it. Hawks need to win. Good night from DeJounte Murray. It was good. uh, Just seeing him cook. And, uh, yeah. Let me go read just a little fan feedback that I got tonight on Twitter. I said, Hawks fans, what are your thoughts on tonight's game? Hashtag fan feedback. My guy, Maddie said, excellent game. We controlled the boards, played lockdown defense, and took care of the ball. 30 total assists to a complete team win. 100 emoji. I also asked, Hawks fans, what are your thoughts on Tony Wrestler. My guy, Joshua, said, oh. Him lying about ducking the tax, <laughs> yeah, he' lying, and as usual, he needs to be quiet. <laughs> hey, I always appreciate you guys. Hit me up, hit me up on Twitter, man, with any of your Hawks thoughts. At Hulk's Beat is our name on Twitter and Instagram. Make sure you're following us. Make sure you engage with us, and uh, it's always a joy talking to all of you guys. So. We're gonna put a bow in this podcast. We will see you tomorrow night as we discuss the Hawks and the Miami Heat. Hopefully, we're talking about a W and not anymore Tony Wrestler. Like we always say, God is good all time and all time, God is good. So if you don't know him, you need to find him and show him some love because that is all he is showing you. L-O-B-E-Love. We out.